It's not whether or not you're going to have adversity. You are. But now is the time to step up and face it and let's rock. So that's going to be a critical aspect, guys, as you guys are, are facing this challenge. Use it as an opportunity. How can you connect with your kids and your, your family even more? How can you find a win here? Maybe it's time to write that book you've talked about. Maybe it's time to clean up the house. Maybe it's time to reconnect to your goals. Maybe it's time to do build an online business. Maybe it's time to finish your certifications. Maybe it's time to finally get back in shape. You know, there's always a, something that you can be doing positive. And it's, it's, that's where you have to choose. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an incredible guest lined up for you today. This gentleman is a friend, a mentor. He's like a brother from another mother. And he is my all-time favorite guest. And how I know this is this is the record seventh time I've had him on the show. Nobody else has been on the show more than three times. He is one of the finest men it's ever been my privilege to know. He is the world's leading expert in leading and serving from the heart and growing your business from that space. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Mark Von Muser. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hey, it's great to be back. I'm excited about our uh, what we're going to cover today, and it's uh, just always be great to be back with you. Thank you, my brother. It really is great to have you back. Yeah. Listen, longtime listeners to the show know who you are, but yeah. not everybody does. So real quick, just give us give us the quick backstory of how you got to be the great Mark Von Muser and how you're in the place to serve <laughs> so many amazing people. I appreciate the question. In terms of that, one of the things that I would say is probably by, you know, I don't know, is this a PG uh, podcast? Um, but <laughs> it is, but we'll bleep you out if we have to. <laughs> okay. Okay. So basically has been getting my ass kicked from the time I was very young. I grew up with alcoholic parents, emotionally abused. You know, I mean, we moved 14 times in 14 years, never once to upgrade. And what's, what's sad was my dad was a genius, built m many million dollar businesses back when that was a lot of money. Um, but again, alcohol and dysfunctional behavior and all the stuff that goes with alcoholism was what my norm was. And then um, started working at a very young age, started door knocking and in fourth grade, selling newspaper subscriptions and then delivering it and then candy and everything I could sell. So, but again, muscle is built through, through adversity and challenges. So that's really ultimately how I got here. And, and again, like I said, you don't define a person by the number of times they fall down. You define them and what defines them is by who they become when they stand back up and the muscle that they get in the process. So if, to sum it up, it would just be that, you know, it's just that like a lot of your listeners, I've gone through a lot of and um, it builds muscle. If you, if you move out of the victimhood to it, you step into the gratitude for it because that's the only way you get that kind of spiritual muscle. Well said, Mark. Well said. And I know your personal story. So this this is something yeah. I'm familiar with. And your personal story is a nice segue to these 
crazy pandemic times that we find ourselves in right now. Mm -hmm. You know, this is an unprecedented time in our history. Virtually the entire world economy is ground to a halt, right? Tons mm -hmm. and tons of businesses are facing closure, shutdown, and there's a lot of people out there who are afraid. Yet in times of adversity, there's also times of great opportunity. And that's the theme of yeah. what we want to talk about today, Mark. So why, why don't you lead us up into that discussion? Yeah, let's dive in because again, you said that, you know, it's wiping out our economy. It's a, it's a, let's rephrase that because that's not actually true. That's what everyone believes. But right now, if you look at the multi-billionaires that are out there, they're salivating right now. And, and unfortunately, some of them are salivating. They're going to get to buy a lot of businesses and, you know, do the stuff that makes them even more wealthy. But you said it before, every adversity creates an equal or stronger opportunity for people to step up and solve new problems. And then that's where the new money and then the, that's where it's moving. So even like you said, you know, it's wiping out a lot of people. It's not wiping out the people that we've been working with. And it's funny, it's one of our clients uh, just had a $78,000 March, you know, her biggest month ever. Another one did $133,000 in March. Another one did $113,000. That's actually a Canadian that works in credit repair and helps people get their credit restored. So there's a lot of people making a lot of money, but you have to change and there's certain ways that you do it. I'm not talking about profiteering taking advantage of people. I'm talking about serving people even more in new and creative ways. So what I don't like is what some of the billionaires are doing, which is like, they're just taking advantage of this and charging more and, you know, kind of doing that, you know, like when there's a hurricane and people jack the price of water a hundredfold, crap like that. Um, yeah, that's awful, you know, man. that's not cool. But at the same time, the one thing that most people seem to forget is that the, these shifts are putting more and more on any problems they have in their life. So, you know, like you and I have been talking with a lot of the clients and the ones that work in healthcare, the ones that you're working with, Nikki, they're crushing it right now. Why? Because they learned how to do a, a three simple things that you worked with them on and we've worked with them on. And now all of a sudden they're doing great. And we've also seen other people in the same industries who can't give it away. So what's the difference? It's actually the individual and, and their strategies. So, there's a lot of opportunity right now. And I don't mean to take advantage. I mean, to serve people even more because for example, if you're in the relationships right now, you might see your spouse or significant other, eh, maybe an hour a day of quality time. If you're lucky, eight hours, nine hours a day is sleeping, 10 hours a day is away at work. You have errands to run. They have errands to run. You come back, you spend a little time, TV's on, you know, you're getting stuff done, maybe an hour a day, maybe, but now you have 24 hours a day. So anything that needed to be said, challenges in the relationship, breaks in communication, unsettled issues, infidelity issues, frustration issues, not being heard issues, those all come to the forefront. If you're in the health space right now, normally you're going to be busy working and you still got to get your job done. And all of a sudden everything happens. You, you cover it up with Tylenol or some kind of medication. And, but now all of a sudden, that's what you're focusing on. The TV has been turned off for most part. You know what I mean? It's the sporting events are done. The big events are done. Uh, churches are done right now. All those different things that we used to keep us busy, they're all off the table. And what, what happens is it forces people to look at their life. And most people are not happy with what they're seeing. Some people are very happy with what they're seeing. And this is just another day. But mark my words, unfortunately, you're going to see more divorces. You're going to see, unfortunately, an increase in suicides, drug addiction, alcoholism. 
But at the same time, conversely, you're going to see a lot of marriages healed. You're going to see a lot of people finally get their health together. They're going to start communicating with their kids. So there's a lot of great things happening right now, too. It's just that it's not advantageous for the media to talk about that. You know, that's very true, right? I'll tell you for myself, I'm loving this time. I'm loving this time. I feel so relaxed. I've got time to spend with my sons. You know, I, I've been playing mm-hmm. basketball with my eldest boy every day. He's 14 years old. He's been kicking my butt. Uh, and I mean, really kicking mm-hmm. my butt the whole time. I've been working out every morning in the house and I've been doing like a second workout, you know, just jump in and do like 300 reps of like push-ups, sit-ups, jumps, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, this has been a wonderful time. And I also, like you, believe that this is a time of opportunity. This is a time where that if we come from love, if I come from love, if I come from wanting to unify people, if I come from serving people, good things are going to come to the table. Right. That's very true. And it's amazing because, again, there's a movie, This is Beautiful. I think Life is Beautiful, that that uh, Italian that, remember, was in the Nazi concentration camp? Yes, yes, He won yes. an Academy Award for it. Roberto Bellini. And that's yeah. a gr- Yes. That's a great example of, of where the conditions horrific. You couldn't ask for worse conditions. But and I know it's a fictional story, but again, it, it brings a point that in the in any situation, you can find some bliss. And what happens is that's that's really what's been going on. I remember when I was a kid, we went from being my dad was one of the wealthiest builders and the third largest builder in California at one point. They had were building high rises. 3,000 units in one city. They were building a harbor in San Diego, a a marina. They were huge, you know, had big chunks of land in Hawaii. We were going to retire there. And then the Nixon thing happened and defaulted on my dad. The banks didn't have the money to complete the loan. So they defaulted on him. And so he paid off his subs and we went and lived out of tents. So we were basically homeless for summer because he had no money. He paid off all the subs and then that was it and wiped him out. So we had no money. We're living off of dehydrated food in the Sierras out of tents. And I was in sixth grade and it was the best time I ever had. As far as I knew, this was, I mean, if we won a hundred million dollars, I would have wanted to go do this. We learned how to, how to shoot guns. We jumped off the cliffs and swam in the, in the creek, you know, learned how to track animals, learned how to tie flies and fly fish and fish and, you know, run around and be boys. And you know, the situation was very, very, my dad was devastated because his business had collapsed. My mom was devastated. Uh, they eventually split up right after this. Be, this was kind of finding nail in the coffin. But for us, it was wonderful. And um, right now, it's one of those things where right now, if you go into this challenge with the fear that the media is trying to shove down your throat, you are going to have a miserable experience. It's already hard enough. But if you go into it asking the right questions, going into it asking, where's the opportunity? How can I serve more? How can I love my family even more? Where's the win? How do I you know, do that? You're going to tap into something that most people don't. And that's that resourcefulness and the power that is the human spirit. So it's a big difference. And again, most people, they're not talking about this in the media or the news. They're just trying to get more ratings and get more money. So how you go about it, Nikki, even like you said, right now, one of the questions is what's great about this right now you just listed a bunch of them i get to play with my boys more i get focus on what we want to do this year you know there's a lot of great stuff that's coming out of it yeah there is a lot of great stuff that's coming out of it and that's that's the thing that's the thing mark is there is a true opportunity 
for anybody mm -hmm. who chooses to, to have the right belief, the right mindset about this, to make this their finest hour. You know, Winston Churchill said during World War II, right, this was a quote from one of his speeches. He said that if the British Empire and its Commonwealth were to last a thousand years, men would still say this was their finest hour. And I feel exactly mm -hmm. the same way about this moment for us, for me, yeah, for you. Absolutely. Yeah, it will be for some people that step up to the challenge. It will also wipe out tons of businesses. So make no mistake. This is not a time that you can stick your head in the sand and go ostrich on this and then, you know, hope it gets better. You have to be massively proactive. You have to be massively in, in control of your emotions, your actions and your focus. That is absolutely true. So, you know, that's a big, big trust. You have to do that because right now you've got to be proactive and most people are running around hoping it's going to, you know, fix itself. For example, on a previous call, I talked about the limited study that Tom Herman did on CEOs, and they studied 29 CEOs who were all doing very well between $5 million and $500 million a year, and they found that they fell into three categories. There was the one group which watched all the media, the lowest earners out of the entire group watched six times more news media than the other ones. Well, I got to be informed, they said. And they made the least amount of money. They had the most stress and they were they had the biggest turnover. The middle group, which was the group that was putting the head in the sand, they were the first ones to look away. They didn't watch as much TV, but they watched more than the successful group. And they just were kind of hoping and hoping it fixes itself. The third thing that happened was the third group, which were the big earners. They had a different belief about it. They had a different belief about this. They pivoted quicker. They controlled their mindset more. They had a daily practice where they were keeping their mindset healthy and strong. And those were the ones that were making the most money. And they watched the least amount of TV. Go figure. They were busy looking for the win instead of whining about what was happening. And they, it wasn't that they were ignoring it. They were addressing it, but they saw it as it was. And then they took action. And it's same challenges exist for all three. That's incredible. So, to just me. some food for thought. It is powerful yeah. food for thought, though. You know, I mean, it's very easy to get caught up in YouTube binging or Netflix binging or whatever yeah. the heck binging, and it's it's much more challenging to not get caught up in that. But it's also a wonderful time for you to sit down, pick up a book, pick up your goals that you mm -hmm. set at the beginning of the year, and start going through them. You know, Mark, you you, you talked about how to optimize this opportunity that we've been given. And you talked about like sure. there were four key pillars to this beliefs and mindset, you know, community unity and support, yeah. intelligent action steps and ways to add value. Why don't we just go through all four of those pillars? Sure. And I, I'd start by everybody again, I'd start with a, a foundational question too, and, and a recommendation is to see the challenge as it is. This is true for coronavirus. This is true for any challenge. When the real estate market collapsed, see it as it was or when you're there, what it is. Don't make it worse than it is. You have to get clear on what is the problem. Get clear on the challenge. But if you get caught up in the hysteria, then you are not able to make an accurate decision because the decision and the actions are going to be made out of survival and fear. You want to make them out of the opportunity and about, about joy and love. And so what happens is first get real crystal clear. What is the challenge in front of us? And there is a real challenge there, no question. You know, there's restrictions put on movement. You can't travel. If you're in a travel business, restaurant business, massage business, there's a lot of things you cannot do. But you also have other options available to you as well. 
One of the clients we have, she works in the event space. Well, she still did $40,000 last month. That's not a bad month. And when the dust settles, she's positioning herself right now to get stronger, get clear on her goals, work her plan, and be very proactive with her existing clients. Working with all of them, she saved $75,000 in cancellations because people were canceling weddings because they thought it's never going to happen. So you want to make sure you see it as it is. And then also two other points on that section. This too shall pass. Suffering comes into our lives when we believe it's always going to be like this or it's never going to get better. So Mm. that's where suffering enters our mindset. When we go into suffering, it's a whole new dynamic we got to get out of the way. So that's the second thing I want you to recognize. This too shall pass. The third thing is that not only are you built for this moment, you've been winning and overcoming challenges since the minute you were conceived. If you go back and watch the Time Life special that they did on conception, it's like a 40 billion to one chance that you exist. All the other sperm, all the other conditions, all the other eggs, this is the one perfect you. It's it's mind-boggling how we're even here. And then all of those consistent things that we've done, overcoming bullies, going, getting through middle school, getting through high school, getting through the pimple errors, you know, figuring out how to drive a car, drive a stick shift, you know, get through Mr. and Mrs. Jones class. I mean, some of the crappy teachers are what we had, the hard ass ones. And are, we've been conquering challenges all our, all our lives. So the muscle is there, but you got to learn where it is and call it forth. And most people are just forgetting that point. So it makes everything that I'm about to say afterwards make it real hard. So just kind of check in with that and realize, is the challenge real? Yes, but see it as it is. Don't inflate it. Don't make it worse than it is. It's amazing to me every time they downgrade the death tolls and what they're saying is that, yes, it's contagious, but it's probably less lethal. And at one point it was going to kill 30% of the world. And now we're down to less than 1%, I think is the latest one I saw. And so again, be smart. Don't be an idiot. And I see some of these kids, no offense, but I see them like, like licking doorknobs, licking toilet seats and stuff like that. <laughs> They're nuts. <laughs> we're, we were all young and stupid once, but don't be that guy. And so let's break it down though, how to win right now. And this is critical because there are things you can't change, but it, the suffering is optional. We want to get the suffering out of the way. So the first thing that I talk about when we're talking about this is mindset and the beliefs. If you have a belief that the sky is falling or that I'm going to die and that, oh my God, my career's over and this is always going to be like this, your mind is going to shut down and you will not be able to find a solution. But if you also know this is going to pass and this too shall pass and it's going to create new opportunities, your mind will go to work looking for solutions. So for example, people were freaking out because they didn't have enough toilet paper. So let's just say that's true. What did we do as humans before toilet paper was invented? There are a billion people who don't use toilet paper. They wash their butt, no offense, but they wash their butt with water in their hand. That's how we did it for a billion years. I think under the worst circumstances, that might work. We also could use paper towels. We could also be more, more, what is it, uh, judicious with the toilet paper we have. I don't know about you, but I've got girls and I watch them use about 10 feet of toilet paper every time they go. So there's little things that you can do. You can start paying attention. You can start, you know, paying attention to different things and, and take quicker showers and start doing things that we can do, use those as well. But you have to have a mindset that is asking yourself, how do we win? How do we thrive? How do I make the most out of this situation? Even with your sons, the reason you're doing well with it, Nikki, is because you asked the question, I can't change what is, 
but how can I win? How can I be an even better father? Remember when you had that conversation? Yeah, absolutely. And get, guess when your boys need you more? Do they need you more now or less? Because if you freak out, what's going to happen to them? They're going to freak out. That's right. And now, just like when my dad lost his business, I mean, he was suffering. But for us, it turned out to be the best time of my childhood. And mark my words, a lot of you out there, your kids right now are going to find this. This is the ultimate snow week or snow month. You know what I mean? And it's like some of you are going to reconnect to your kids. You're going to get closer, but you have to choose and build and cultivate a mindset to win. And it doesn't mean you winning means someone else has to lose. That's old thinking. So when you decide what you want from this, that's where it starts. Then you decide again, who are you going to call forth? Every one of us listening to this has two personalities. We have a superhero and we have a supervillain. We have somebody within us that had the courage to go to college, that had the courage to stand up to a bully, had courage to raise a child, that had courage to go ahead and find a way to get out of their comfort zone. And we've had that. That's the superhero. The supervillain's the one who gets into freak out and melts down. The one just afraid to get out of the comfort zone. Right now, you've got to call forth the superhero. Just bottom line, you need to stand tall and go out there and find it. We've all done it, whether it's to go get a new job, start a new career, whatever. And then you pick your beliefs. What beliefs are going to help me win right now? And that's what you were doing with your boys. That's why you're having the relationship and why it's getting better and better. I know, know a lot of people, Nikki, with kids of your age who are, who are around. The kids can't stand them. They're not getting along. They're fighting like cats and dogs because they did not take those, those simple three steps we just talked about. So mindset and beliefs are critical. The second thing that we talk about too, and that this is critical, but we talked about it, community, unity, and coaching support. It is brutal to try and face challenges totally alone. So one of the things that you've been so good at with, with what you're doing is building a community of people that want to win. They celebrate victory. They celebrate serving other people. And like a lot of these people, this is the first time in their life they get to win. This is the first time they can talk about their dreams and not be judged for it. This is the first time that they can go after their dreams and, and go after it. And I love the quote, Nikki, that you always start your meetings with, your intensives, you know, when you do your workshops. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs and the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify but one thing you cannot do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as crazy ones, we see genius because the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Steve Jobs. Amen. And so, so that's really where we brother. want you to remember. Yeah. And that's it, guys. You want to surround yourself with people like that, people that, that know that we all have greatness in us, people that know there's a way to win, even in the darkest times. So that's critical. And we all know that when you look at a pro sports team, the culture, they talk about the team unity. You can see a team, let's just say the New England Patriots, they beat a lot of teams that had superior talent because they played team, they raised each other's standards and they optimized each other. And in basketball, I remember listening and where they talked about Michael, uh, Magic Johnson, Daniel Ferry, but they called them multipliers. And a multiplier was one person on a team who could elevate everyone else's game. Take the player to their, a lower standard. And that's what a group will do for you. 
So that's why it's so critical to have a group during tough times so that you can raise that standard. It's the same expectation and why SEAL team is such a big deal because everybody steps up to that standard. When they get back, they, they will drop a standard because their friends don't work out and wake up at four in the morning and beat themselves and train and swim in the pitch dark and do crazy shit. But in the military, it's every day. So it raises everyone's standard. And right now, we're noticing the people that are in a powerful group, uh, they're getting great results. Now, being in any group does not mean it's a great group. There's a lot of groups out there, and it's almost embarrassing. But because the leadership in some of these other groups, they have been kind of just not copying, but they did not do their own mindset work. So they have no mindset support to give to the group. So they're getting exposed in a big way right now. You're seeing even politics. Politicians, when forced and called forth to lead, they're not able to lead and they're getting exposed for the frauds that they really are. But a great group will help elevate everyone in that group. And you judge a group too by not what do they give you, but let's go JFK on this. What can you contribute to the group? And when everyone has that culture, that's when you get that supersonic lift. So that's the second thing. The third thing is what a lot of people do without the first two, and that's the intelligent action. Or some don't even make intelligent action. They do busy action. Intelligent action means Pareto's law. What is the 20% of what I can do right now that will give me the biggest return? 20% of what you do gives you 80% of your results. So right now, if I can't do, do my normal event, what can I put my 20% of time that's going to give me a new result? That's the pivot. And that's what you've done, Nikki. That's what you've done with a lot of the clients. That's what you've helped them do. That's what we're helping people do. Sometimes the pivot is to move online. That's a great pivot. So we're getting a lot of business from that. Sometimes it's to, instead of doing a live event, it's a virtual event. That's a pivot you can do. Sometimes it's to go back to every one of your clients that you've kind of been ignoring or not talking to. Just call every one of them back and saying, how can I help? Rekindle those relationships. Reactivate your list. The pivot might be for you to get crystal clear and shed what you don't need and get real clear, get real lean and get ready for the next job. But intelligent action and the pivots, and again, that helps a lot if you have an expert who's been down and faced a lot of challenges. So those are some of the things that we're noticing because I'll give you one more example. We had somebody in the massage space and as of the 10th of March, she had made $5,000. That's not a good month. And same thing, because she couldn't see, she's the inside of the jar. She can't read the outside of her own label. Yep. We identified where she was. We helped her get reconnected. We helped her get her mindset back first. Then we helped her get her plugged back into her assets. And then we showed her how to go ahead and pivot. She did $87,000 by the end of the month. Wow. So that's what's possible when you do these and you're doing it the right way. But some people right now are going to fight for their limitations and fight for their fear. And we get tons of people, how dare you? Trust me, none of the people who had $100,000 months by serving other people are mad because we helped them, not one. Yeah, amen, man, amen. You know what? Some people live in what one of my uh, other mentors called the sales prevention department, right? They yeah. just argue and argue and argue and they wanna be right more than they wanna be successful. And, and that, that not me, as, as for me, I, I know not, I'm just going to paraphrase the great Patrick Henry. I know not what choice others may make, but as for me, give me success or give me death, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm.
Yeah. Death may be, and this time I probably should have said something. Is give me success or give me a good kick in the swift kick in the pants. <laughs> well, even that, yeah, I'd even keep death. Here's the deal, guys. I hate to say it, but we're all going to die. It's not whether or not we're going to die. It's whether we're going to live and we're going to achieve our dreams while we're here. That's the real question. We all have our contract with God in the universe. We don't know what it is. We, one of us might be gone tomorrow. Some of us might make it another 10 years. Some of us might make it 40. But the question is with the time that God's given us or the time that we have, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to waste it by worrying about I remember hearing this a long time ago that 99% of what we worry about doesn't come true. So why don't we just focus on our goals, live going after our goals, and when the 1% shows up, we handle it. I've got a lot more energy left to handle my 1% than making all of it, you know, drama. And that's what frustrates me probably more than anything is the media, and there's four main corporations that own all of them, uh, they make money on clicks and ratings. And so they have an agenda to stir the pot. It's not about serving their clientele. It's about creating some type of hysteria and that's when, oh my God, this new one. And it's like, there were no, it's really interesting. Why are they putting so much emphasis on coronavirus? I can't remember the specific number, but it was something like already we've had 4 million people already this year die from heart disease. Not yeah. one article on it on TV, not one. We've already had, I can't remember what it was, 2 million people die from obesity and weight-related issues. A million people die from other respiratory diseases already this year. And then they fight for their fear and they go, well, it's not contagious. Okay, Einstein, did you know that more people have died of secondhand smoke this year than have died from coronavirus? That's contagious. How about obesity? Do you think most of those kids are really big boned or do you think it was passed on from the father and the mother to the kid? Lifestyle is also contagious. Those kids didn't have a choice. And it's like when you look at the impact of these, they can create hysteria over anything. And it's like, we're going to lose more people to drunk driving. We're going to lose more people. 50,000 people a year are dying from a drug overdose in the U.S. alone. 300,000 people will die to obesity in the U.S. alone. Five to 600,000 will die to heart disease. 200,000 will die to medical malpractice. This is not the first virus this country or your country has handled. H1N1, Sears, Mars, Ebola, tons of them. Spanish flu. And it's like, we can handle it. We're the frickin' North America. We're Canada and the U.S. There's nothing that's coming that we can't handle if we get our heads on straight. We go after it. So that's the key, though. But we have to move into that and then kind of tune out the media because they have an agenda, and it's not good. It is not good. I mean, look, we are the sons and daughters and the grandsons and granddaughters of the greatest generation. These are the folks that kicked the crap out of fascism, right. won the Cold War and defeated communism, and made the world safe for freedom. You know, what we're being yep. asked to do in comparison is stay home, not go in a foxhole and get That's shot right. at and get blown to bits. Just stay home, stay on your couch, hang out with your family, eat whatever you want to eat, and, and watch Netflix or, <laughs> or work. You know, but that's all you got to do. Right. You got this. We got this. It's no problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I remember I saw that meme as well, which was our grandparents were being called to fight World War II. Uh, we're being called to stay home and love our family. So I'm pretty sure we got this. But yeah, it's very interesting because, again, it's going to be just like we said, what's the intention? What are we going to do? And I don't, don't want to diminish the people because, again, there have been over 40,000 people worldwide that have died. But make no mistake, it's something like 5,000 people this year, uh, this uh, yesterday died from starvation and dehydration in Africa alone. 
So death, unfortunately, is, is a byproduct to a lot of the economies and the socioeconomic, uh, the way that it's set up. And again, uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. We don't ignore this one, but keep it in context, you know, and there's just a lot of that stuff where it's, it's so unfortunate because the, the way that they're doing it, they're doing it to create hysteria. And that never makes, makes us do our best. No, it doesn't. I so, mean, look, for myself, my father just passed not even a month ago, yep. right? And um, it still hurts. And yep. death is a part of life. It's a part of yep. life. People around us are going to die. We're going to die. And the, yep. the, the coronavirus, COVID-19, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, I don't want to offend the makers of Corona beer by calling it the coronavirus. <laughs> but right. I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's rough, but comparatively yep. speaking, you know, the, the number of deaths from it right now are, are, are nowhere near some other things that you just shared with us. And, it, and if you compare it to yep. the 1918-19 Spanish flu, that killed yeah. 50 million people out of a population of 500 million. That's 10% of the world's population. If we lost 10% yeah. of the world's population today, that'd be 700 million dead. Yeah. And the other one too is I don't want to diminish either somebody that did lose their job, somebody that, that you know, they are struggling to make ends meet and they don't have food money and stuff like that. I get it. But what if this is kicking you out of the nest to step up? What if this is the time where you were settling for the job and God or the universe had something even greater for you? Because out of the seeds and the darkness of the ashes rises the phoenix. The question is not whether you got fired, it's what are you going to do about it? And that's where it becomes important because when you look at every single famous CEO, whether it's Steve Jobs, Lee Iacocca, any of them, they got fired from somebody else. They got fired. Henry Ford fired Lee Iacocca, and that's how what put a spark under him. And then he went, rebuilt Chrysler, and became one of the most respected CEOs in the world. And then you look at at Steve Jobs. He got fired from his own company. The guy that started IBM got fired from NCR. And then all these guys do it. So it's not whether or not you're going to have adversity. You are. But now is the time to step up and face it, and let's rock. So that's going to be a critical aspect, guys, as you guys are, are facing this challenge. Use it as an opportunity. How can you connect with your kids and your, your family even more? How can you find a win here? Maybe it's time to write that book you've talked about. Maybe it's time to clean up the house. Maybe it's time to reconnect to your goals. Maybe it's time to do build an online business. Maybe it's time to finish your certifications. Maybe it's time to finally get back in shape. You know, there's always a, something that you can be doing positive. And it's, it's, that's where you have to choose. Yes, 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 and yes. It's time for me to spend more time with my kids. It's time for me to work on a book that I've been thinking about writing. I actually have started to write, but kind of parked. It's time for me to do some interesting things in terms of pivoting inside my business. It's time for me to work out more and get, get uh, more dialed in with my nutrition. It's time for me to hang out and have great conversations with good friends like you. All of the above. 100%, 1,000%. Yeah. So, so Mark, I know that you have a, a strong passion and belief for making a difference for people, from, for leading from the heart. And why don't you give us your kind of three expert action steps, your three pieces of advice for people to take on today in these times in order to help them tackle this thing and emerge on the other side victorious? Right. Well, the ones that I would say for sure is, like I said, just recognize this too shall pass. That alone is going to help keep suffering at bay. 
Suffering happens when we get, and those those deep, dark thoughts are triggered when we think it's always going to be like this. It's never going to get better. And that's the first thing you want to pay attention to. But this too shall pass. And in one year, two years, there's going to be a rebound period. Make no mistake. There's some serious damage that is being done. There's going to be a reshifting of the economy. There's a lot of new opportunities like telemedicine that's going to be coming up. That's going to be a big new thing. There's going to be a lot of new shifts. And people are also not going to be as reliant on people like the news media experts who have been wrong about every prediction they've been making, like consistently. We're not going to listen to them anymore. We're not going to listen to celebrities or people who play dress up for a living who are massively dysfunctional in their private life. And they're going to lecture us now. That's going to be less. You're going to see a lot of people that are now looking to add value to their fellow man. That's where the money's going to be flowing. Whoever adds the most value to their fellow man and solves the most problems, that's where the money will be flowing. But in terms of that, what you can do today, absolutely, you still got to get back to the basics. Develop and build a gratitude practice. Before you get out of bed, even right now, you still have one more day on this planet. A friend of mine, he doesn't. And it's like somebody else is going to lose a parent today. 40,000 people don't have that option. You do. So right now, every day before I get out of bed, I'm already moving into gratitude. The minute my eyes open and I realize it's time to get up and I'm ready to go, I start giving thanks for what I have. The fact that I have a bed, that I have a family, that my family's okay for one more day, that I have a roof over my head, that I have running water. And I start giving thanks for what I know I can see, touch, and feel right now before I even get out of bed. Then I give thanks for my dreams that I'm working on right now. I tell my subconscious mind in the universe, I'm so grateful for whatever's coming this month. And then I might give thanks for my, uh, a little bit farther, but I usually keep it at about a month focus. And then lastly, I give thanks. This is key. I give thanks for my challenges. That does not mean it's easy. And so, you know, when I, I see the challenge, it's like, okay, what if God gave this to me to wake in the next part of me? What's the muscle I get to build here? But when I see it and I'm grateful for the challenges in my life, then I lean into them and I look to solve them and work with them instead of fight and resist. So that's the first thing I would have you guys all do. Start doing that and watch how you face through the day. I do it again right before I go to bed. I do it if I have a challenging call. I do it if something happened where it breaks my heart. Nikki, I told you a friend of mine recently just committed suicide, broke my heart. And I went through this exact same process as I'm, as I'm processing his loss and, you know, praying for his kid. But if I get too far in the future where I start thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen to his son? What's going to happen? I lose power. We'll deal with that when that comes from here. But what can I be grateful for right now? And I was grateful I got to know this amazing young man. I'm grateful that I got to see a guy that had sparks. I'm grateful that it reminded me never take today for granted. I'm grateful that I, I realized that I don't know his contract with God. That's between him and God. I'm grateful I got to plant some love in his life. And even in the darkest thing, which breaks my heart, but it's like there's still some wins there. Sometimes it's harder to find him than others. So start that process. The second thing that I would have you guys do as well is, like I said, is pick your outcomes. Great. It's no different if I want to run the Boston Marathon and all of a sudden it's going to be 50 degrees. I train in 50, 60 degree weather and then I show up on race day. It's, a, it's 90 degrees. That's a huge variable. That is a huge challenge. People will be dropping like flies. They will have heat cramps. They're going to get crazy. So what can I do? I either decide to race and, and complete the race or I quit. If you're not going to quit and you're not going to quit on life, I highly recommend you choose victory. So find something that is a way, how do you win? How do you do better? How do you handle? 
if money's really tight, you know, you can't do it right now. But again, you could sell stuff on, on eBay. I met a lady that made over $200,000 a year buying stuff at garage sales, selling it on eBay. Now, granted, the market's changed. You can't go garage selling right now, but you can still buy and sell stuff. Yeah. That's one way. And so little stuff like that, but get your mindset in alignment with your goals, your victory. And then lastly, I would say is surround yourself with people focused on solutions versus people that are focused on doom and gloom. Right now, you don't have time to listen to the doom and gloom. It's just, it's just not effective. So those would be the things I'd have you focus on. Um, the other one too, Nikki, is for business strategies and for people like that, I'd recommend, you know, obviously that they talk to you, find out if you can turn it up a notch, you know, find out, is there a way to pivot? Is there a way to build a, their own podcast? Is there a way to build an online business? What are they missing? So far, I can't think of a lot of different companies that you or I have not been able to find something else that they could be doing right now. There's yeah. almost always something. Hey man, 100% agreed. Now, Mark, you know, you've been gracious enough to help us out by being a speaker at some of our live events. You've done some online speaking for some of our people. I know you do that for the company that you're with as well. And, you know, we're going to be doing some stuff separately and together. And, and I would say this to you, listener, take advantage of the opportunity to come and be on some of these virtual calls and trainings led by Mark. I'm going to be doing one with him. I'm not going to say what the time and date is on this call because it may, it may have already passed by the time this interview gets posted. But what I can tell you is check it out. Look for that. And the best way for you to do that right now is go to our website, eCircleAcademy.com, and there are two buttons you're going to want to check out and put, press. One of them is to watch our free masterclass. This is a one-hour masterclass on exactly what you can do right now to tap into your best self, to that superhero, and create something that serves people and serves you and serves your success and your income. And the second thing is when you're watching that masterclass, take really, really good notes. Now, the other thing you can do, as Mark said, is you can jump on a call with me. And there's a button on that website for jumping on a call with me or a member of my team. You just click on that button. You pick a time on the calendar that works for you. And we can have an honest conversation about exactly what you're facing, about exactly what are the things right now that are causing you to feel anxiety, help you get past those, and show you a path for how you can thrive and drive in this age of the pandemic. And that's what we can do for you. And the, the best way for you to learn more about Mark, I mean, I'm going to put information about you on the show notes, Mark. I know you do some great work with Thrust and with the folks at COD. Mm -hmm. And you've got some really cool stuff of your own that you do. You're on other podcasts. I love everything you're about. And folks, if you're listening to this episode, you have already fallen in love with Mark and who he is. Go check out all that stuff on the show notes. Make sure that you consume more of what this man has to offer. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. Anything he says, anything he puts out, I'm all over it, and I recommend you do the same. Mark, my man, thank you so much for being on the show today, brother. My pleasure. It's an honor to get to chat and connect again. And, and Nikki, it's just so awesome to watch you and your tribe, watch you guys soar and th thrive. I mean, it's just awesome. I love you guys are just taking it. You're adding value to the area. Every one of you that I get the pleasure to talk with and work with, you guys are just getting better and better and better. You're impacting more and more people. And it's so funny to watch 
other people in the same industries and they always show up, but will it work for me? And next thing you know, they're having 50, 60, 70, $100,000 months. And it's like, and then the newbies are going, well, that's them. They don't realize six months ago, they were sitting in the beginner seat too, you know? So it's really great watching you continue to step up and to be an even more impressive human being that you are. And uh, right now, all your training, and that's why it's coming back so, so well, because you've done the work. Thank you, brother. God bless you, man. And thank you for thank you for your friendship. Thank you for kicking my butt and making sure that I'm uh, always stepping up to a higher level than I did before and not letting me give in to that super villain of mine, which is a lazy loiterer that wants to just sit down, eat bonbons, and watch Netflix marathons for 24 hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all have that one and uh, the one that doesn't have and close the package, you know, thing. It's uh, But at, at the same time, that's what's great about having great friends and uh, great mentors is that you'll consistently get to another level of ourself and that's what it's all about. So awesome, let's rock man. it, man. Thank you so much. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one and only Mark Von Muser, my personal mentor, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com, check out the show notes, and to check out our masterclass, go to eastcircleacademy.com, and to jump on a call with me, go to eastcircleacademy.com forward slash appointment or press the buttons. There's two buttons on that website. One is watch the free masterclass. The second is jump on a call with Nikki. Press either one, whichever one you're ready for. Do that now and let's get after it as my good friend Mark Von Muser always says. Until next time, goodbye. Bye guys. <laughs>